Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We are your host, Chris Schubert, here floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They feature live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They have all the sports. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Take Down the Christmas Tree Day to you. Oh, no, this this was done. You already this celebrated? This has been handled. This we has ce- been handled. We yep. celebrated as well. So You should uh, celebrate it on December 26th is when you should celebrate this day. <laughs> We My mother keeps hers up until like February. I go yeah. over to her house. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, ah, you know, like the ambiance. I'm like, okay. We kept ours up until uh, January 4th was the day that it came down in the Marino household. Courtesy happy, of my wife. I had nothing to do with it. So Happy Kyle is sick for the 40th straight day day to you, Joe. I knew Chris was going to be in there with wait, me. He wait. just he just lit up his eyes lit up wait, like a happy, Christmas tree. Happy National! The records are clear for two truths and a lie. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Hold on, I want to celebrate that too. But I'll I'll save it. Kyle, you're save sick. I, I'm for four. He's I, been I, sick I, for three weeks now. What are, you, are we? Yeah, just numb and it's to like, it or yes, we are. But it's like okay. uh, Chris, you, with whatever you've been dude. dealing with, is it like your sinuses oh, down here? It's just in here, just dude. So sore. Yeah, it's bad. It's like I'm not congested anymore. Mm-hmm. You can but see like how it, red. That, I, here, I'll pull that comes and goes. You can see how red my sinuses are. It's, it's yeah. Brutal. The, the sinuses like underneath my eyes, like my cheekbones, they hurt to wow. touch. I've been like trying to massage them out, but. Yeah, I've been sitting here wondering, like, is this ever going to stop? And the answer is no. So happy National Kyle Sick for 40 consecutive days. Wow. And you, happy Clear the Records for Two Truths and a Lie. Do you think yeah. it's in large part because you have a, a small child that interacts with other small children? And that's where I'm sure it doesn't help. Spreads? Okay. Right? Yeah. But that's the thing. The kid's fine. That That's the well, thing that really works. grinds my gears. That's how it works. The kid's her fine. Me, it's like, dude, you just put me in system, the grave here. Come great. On. Her immune system, great. Yours, not great. I am excited to reset the records on Two Truths and a Lie, and I'm excited to have a new outlook on it. We'll get to it, obviously, in a little while, but I'm coming in with a new perspective. I'm going to enjoy the competition um, and have fun with it and try to just bring creative nuggets to the table and and just enjoy this segment instead I give of it being two, at each other's throats. I give it two weeks before Joe's screaming no, at somebody. Two no, weeks. I'm, 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 no, I'm, because I the integrity, I've got to put it on the wall behind me. Happy National Last Day Kyle records a podcast in this house day today as well. Oh, oh very nice. Yeah. I'll be now in the new con- office next week. Now that concerns me for the next recording because things are not going to be set up very well. It does concern well, me a little bit. No, but. because I have all weekend. We're getting the internet in oh. today at the new house. And then this weekend, I'm going to set up the home office and make sure I'm all set up and good to go. How much stuff is actually in your current house, meaning the old house? Probably 40%. Okay, but so it's like could... all the big furniture yeah, and so then the just like you're... dishes, like living dishes and stuff yeah, like that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. New Year, same us. Takes on takes. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. It's what we do on the Friday edition of the show. We got a lot of takes to get to. A lot 
Take the takes. Clearly, I haven't learned that Kyle's just going to hit buttons throughout the course of the show, so it'll be fun to edit that same later. Same us. New Year's same us. Like New Year's same us. You don't, have to, you don't have to edit anything. That's the whole point. Just integrates uh, it right in there. Lots of takes from the TDM Premium Discord, so that's where we will start and probably stay for the remainder of the show. This take from Matthew Turner. Take, the Cowardly Punt Index Surrender Index is one of the most interesting stats on a Sunday and quite informative in how behind the curve some NFL head coaches still are. Yeah, I like it. I, I always enjoy the perspective of yeah. the probabilities involved in field position and uh, game situation with some of that. I, I think that that's a general rule of thumb, right? It is oh, barring end of half situations, but if you're in plus territory and it's fourth and less than five, the cowardly punt index is just going to hammer you, right? Like yeah. generally speaking, what's What's the the prob- probabilities of a touchback, by the way? Uh, what's 20, 18 yards of field position versus going for it on fourth down and automatically being in scoring position? I, mean, I think that's very interesting. I'm a big fan. A uh, little, little quick timeout. A uh, quick reminder to us that we have to declare, is it the Teddy take of the week? Yeah, we Teddy. Do. Okay, we, so we need Teddy. We do, and part of part of New Year New Us is I think we're going to start having poll questions on the official TDN Twitter account for Draft Dudes, Ooh. and we're workshopping how this is going to work, but I think the three of us, we should each nominate a take for the Teddy take. And let the people decide. And let the, the people decide, unless we're just so unanimous about it. And so okay. you're going to start seeing poll questions on the TDN um, Twitter account that are going to be Draft Dudes related. So just keep an eye out for that here coming soon. I, I have a punter fact for Joe, if he'd be First of all, well, hold on. Matthew Turner, best take of 2023 so far. It's yes, also the indeed. worst take of 2023 so far. That's but correct. Matthew, you get that honor. You ha- currently are the Teddy holder. Joseph, Thomas Morstead, highest percentage of punts pinned inside the 20 of any player in the history of the Miami Dolphins this season. Wow, it makes 40, sense. 46 like percent of his punts are, are inside the 20-yard the line. The bright spot of the Miami Dolphins special teams. The only positive attribution to special teams in 16 games and counting is Thomas Morstead. Good get. Sign him. Extend him. Uh, Stand stand by. Lost my spot. Lost my spot. Oh, Oh, we're back. We're back. Everything's okay. I do have a take at some point I'd like to throw out there when we hit a lull. Absolutely. Uh, This take from Why Sean RN. Take the, the Jets' next quarterback should be Baker Mayfield. Chris, I'd love your take on this. Yeah, so I'm of the, hard pass. I am of the belief. No, I'm I'm not going to be mean about it. I am of the belief that entering year three, have to be that mean. that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are going to be on some level of a hot seat based on the way that 2022 ended. Now, I say this with the potential that somebody's going to get fired for the, for what happened at the end of 2022. I don't rule that out. Still, the Jets with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas on some level of a hot seat in 2023. I believe are going to want a more reliable, steady, proven track record quarterback than Baker Mayfield. And so I just do not believe that is the direction that they will go in at quarterback. I don't know if you guys saw the comments that were made yesterday by Mike LaFleur, who potentially could be on the way out, but he admitted for the first time publicly, it's the first time any Jets person has ever said anything about this, that Zach Wilson would have benefited from sitting behind a veteran his first two seasons. And so Admitting that tends to me they are not looking for projects. They are not looking for people that are not raring and ready to go. So your Derek Carrs, your Jimmy Garoppolo's, that's the direction I think they're going to go. I would like to answer this take with a take. No team that has a coach facing a make-or-break season should have Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback next year. Will Baker Mayfield be a starting quarterback in week one? Man, I love that question, Kyle, but I, I felt like I felt like we walked we went into this season with like Geno Smith is a week one starting quarterback. Um Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston. Yeah, man, he's gonna start for somebody next year, right? Like that's right. just the world we live in right now, where I mean, I'm sure I'm missing some low hanging fruit on some other quarterbacks that were the week one starters for teams. So yeah, I, I mean, think Baker's going to do it. I think Sam Darnold might as well. He makes a He makes a ton of sense for Arizona to sign in the short oh, term. Perfect. While, while Kyler's out 
Like that perfect. feels like the perfect landing I've spot for him. I've never thought of that, but that's perfect. That's the Teddy take of the week is Christian. It's me. I have the Teddy it's take Chris of the week. Thank you very so much. far, I think, I think we're going to put you in the lead right now. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That's I that's exactly that. a scenario that both teams, like both parties, Baker and the Cardinals, should be interested. win there. Right? They they both benefit yes. from that. Yes, that's great, Chris. Thank you. Great. I appreciate that. Uh, this this take from Solace in Sports, and I believe my my run as the Teddy takeholder is going to be short lived after I read this one to you. <laughs> Uh, take more of a question. He put the TLDR at the end. He did, but I have to read the whole thing in order oh, for this no. to work. <laughs> we all know that even the worst NFL team would obliterate the best college team in any given season. However, would this conclusion change if every player on the NFL team had to wear jeans and work boots? Oh, jeans could be any size fit, but they have to be brand new. So they're still kind of stiff. The tops can be whatever, but jeans, a belt, and work boots must be the standard uniform for the NFL team. The college team's standard uniform, you play at a neutral grass site. The NFL players cannot alter the boots or get spiked boots. I might be tempted to take the college team in this scenario. It's just the boots. You could leave them in pants, in football pants, but if you make the NFL guys wear boots, it's over. It's over, over right? It's over. It's over. I don't think I've ever put on a pair of these boots to be able to assess the functionality of like steel toe boat. Yeah. You think I've ever put my feet in those? No, dude, never. I have no clue. You think, you think corners are going to be able to stop double moves? No, dude, it's, it doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem good. It's not happening. Uh, this take from the Duke zero eight one, one take the entire commander staff coaches and GM should be replaced for next year. I have such a hard time with this. I, I think you can do worse, and that 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 concerns me a lot. I mean, Mayhew just got put in there, right? Like they they literally just installed Mayhew this season. What do they have to show for their like recent big moves? There's a lot. Of, I'm well, just they, thinking of a lot of flops. They went I mean, to the dis, the discount rack at quarterback. Right. This is uh, th- what's the statistic I saw. This is the th- the fifth consecutive season the Commanders have started three separate quarterbacks. Yeah, Did I see that correctly? That's that that is insane. Yeah. That appears to be unacceptable. Appears to be not the approach that you should take. I mean, I, their their entire hierarchy of of. The, Mayhew and Marty Herney are their top two guys in the front office, and they're both in their first year. So I'm willing to hear them out and let them pick a direction that they want to go. But it's about as far as I take it, as far as being married to anything that they have in-house. This take from Sam Teets. Prospect over under draft positions. It's his weekly staple. Brian Branch, 19 and a half. Under, unfortunately. Through no fault of his own. Yes. Yeah. He's in like my... Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, I'm with you. I I, I think that he will get picked later, but I think he has a strong case to be picked earlier. Keely Ringo, 23 and a half. I think someone's going to budge on I that. I think over I, on that one feels good. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Who had better take? And this might be too early to ask this question. Keely Ringo or Tyson Campbell? Oh, that's a great question. And Tyson Campbell's good. And Tyson Campbell also went in the second round. He went 33rd overall. Yeah, 33rd. Woo! Kyle coming so, in with a good question. I'm just saying... He's a high-variance player. Yeah. He's going to meet all the prototypes. All of them. At a premier position. So we could take but, him in the top 15, according to Sean Payton. damn it, you look at the film, <laughs> and those plays aren't all the same. That's all I'm saying. Josh Downs, 36 and a half. Oh, under. Yeah, I think wide receivers a, are going to go late. Yeah, I think so, too. This take from Packaday Andrew. Take, 
The Jets and Seahawks are considered to have the best rookie classes because of early returns, but the Packers should also be in that conversation. Christian Watson gets the attention, but Wyatt and Quay Walker have come on in a big way down the stretch. Romeo Dubs looks like a solid starter moving forward. J.J. Anikbari has been one of the most productive edges in the class. Zach Tom looks like a starting NFL tackle, and Tariq Carpenter has been a key part of the special team's ascension. They've had a nice haul. Um, what was the, I missed at the very beginning? The team that was kind of celebrated as the the, best. the Seahawks and the Jets. Were we we're not talking about the Lions? I mean, Devontae Wyatt's played more than twenty, more than fifteen snaps in three games this season. Right, like, pa- yeah, he's played twenty four and thirty four the last two weeks. I get it, but multiple he's done classes really well. But multiple classes can be good, but I don't think they're on this. Like, I think the 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 Jets and Lions classes are, yeah, because it's the immediate returns. Like there's, there's a, a lot of classes break. you look at and you're you're right. really excited about what they're going to become in time. And I would include the Packers in that. And they've yeah. had some early contributors, but like Christian Watson didn't do anything for the first half of the season. Devontae White's played more than 15 snaps three times, and two of the, the each of the last two weeks or two of those three times. I'm out. Sam Respectfully out. Sam Teese has got another one for us. Take with the exception of Joe Thomas, this upcoming Hall of Fame class should feature all defensive players in the modern era candidate section, which would mean Joe Thomas and four defenders. So, okay. so he wants so, none of those receivers to get in? Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Torrey Holt? Okay, hold on. I don't... Okay, so he did go into further... I, I, I was going to come to the defense of Sam and say he doesn't think that they shouldn't get in. He just thinks those other guys should get in first. But it does appear that as he goes further that he does think that the defensive talent is better than these guys. That they can, I, can I read all the names? There's 15 sure, finalists. Sure. I think that might be helpful. And then I'd sure. love for each one of us to rapid fire identify who our five guys are. I mean, okay, so that's sure. what this is. You pick five. Is that the deal? Yes. You, you, pick, you pick five, five of these players. Yes. Jared Allen, defensive end. In. Will, get him in there. Hold on, Chris. Let you me said rapid me. fire. I'm following the bit. Uh, no, after I give five. you all 15. Willie Anderson, offensive tackle. Rondé Barber, corner. Devin Hester, wide receiver slash returner. Torrey Holt, wide receiver. Andre Johnson, wide receiver. Zach Thomas, linebacker. Demarcus Ware, pass rusher. Reggie Wayne, wide receiver. Patrick Willis, linebacker. Darren Woodson, safety. I have... um, Uh, You're missing somebody. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Joe Thomas, offensive tackle. Uh, Daryl, Daryl, I'm, I'm getting there. It okay. was the way ESPN, like a bunch of schleps, wrote the article. Yeah, like a couple of slap dicks. They put all the big names at the top in a separate paragraph from the rest of the list. Offensive tackle, Joe Thomas. Cornerback, Daryl Revis. Defensive end, Dwight Freeney. I believe that is the entire list. That Man, feels you, better. You only get to that, pick five of these? You only get to pick five. five. Ah! I hate that so much. Revis and Thomas are in. Well, which is me. why it was egregious that Revis is not in the top paragraph. Thank Jeff you Legwald. Tom, wait, wait. When you say Thank Thomas. Thank Jeff Legwald. When you say Thomas. Joe, Joe Thomas. He said, he said Joe. Oh, so not Zach Thomas. The, the, the 10-time Pro Bowl selection and offensive tackle and six-time first-team All-Pro. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, and then the, potentially the best corner like <laughs> of this generation, Darrell Revis. I don't know. If we watch okay. Antonio Camardi, Rogers Camardi, roll I, up all those interceptions. I have four locks. Revis, J- Joe Thomas, Torrey Holt, and Rondé Barber. And I feel Are like you? my fifth is going to be DeMarcus Ware. No Patrick Willis love. No Jared Allen love. No First Andre of all, Pat, love. Patrick will, if Patrick Willis gets in with like an eight-year career, one year after, who was it last year that had like a super short playing Tony career? Baselli. Baselli, and I get Baselli was injury shortened, and I, I get, but like, I don't know. If Zach Thomas has to sit here and eat, you know what, every year when he played like seventeen years and has numbers that are parallel to Brian Urlacher, who was a first year player, and Patrick Willis at the same position goes in with half the playing career, I would Let's, I would be mad. I'm not even gonna put Zach Thomas in my five this year. I'm not. So who are your five? I, I gave my five. Mine are like those Revis. Old- Feels like Thomas. those old T-Mobile commercials. Who's in your five? Revis, Thomas. Who did I say? Revis, Thomas, Holt, Barber, and Ware. Those are mine. Uh, Joe Thomas. Yep. Darrell Revis. That's right. That's two for two. I am going to put DeMarcus Ware in. 
Pats. Three for three, Kyle. You and I are in agreement here. Devin Hester. Yes. Not over some of these other people. He is the greatest player at his respective position as a returner in the history of the NFL. I agree. There's just a, he he's changed. very deserving. I just I need more yep. options. I need more right. players. I'm with Joe. I, there's just other people that I'm going right. to put in front of him. He's deserving, but just I can't. Right. I can't get there. I guess the the struggle with Tory Holt, right, is is that Tory Holt was the and I'm using air quotes here second player with Isaac Bruce. Man, he had like eight consecutive 1,000 yard seasons. I know. A historic I th- offense. That I think I would. I, football. I think I would lean Tory Holt as my five. But I'm just saying that's kind of the Holt's been a finalist four times now. So you had Hester and that's part of, of the reason why. for me, right? That was the difference between our five. No, I had Demarcus Ware in. So we have the exact same five. No, I I didn't put Rondé Barber in. Oh wow, really? Man, I'm all in on Rondé Barber. The guy invented the slot corner position. Historic Bucks defense. The 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 plays that he's made. His so, right, statistically, I, he's unbelievable. I'm comfortable with putting Rondé Barber in. I'm not comfortable with he invented the slot corner position. I'm a little, I don't know if I love that. Okay. All right. We've got Who a couple five. More. We've got a, you don't have five. Chris, you, have, you did, you, we were three for three and then we lost right, track we, because I so, said Hester and you got off the rails. Correct. So the three that we agreed on were Revis, Ware, Thomas. Shirley and Thomas, Thomas, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm putting Jared Allen in there, and I'm putting Andre Johnson. Okay. In there. Those are my other two. They're all. The, I'm not sure. I look at this and be like, "Yeah, this guy really doesn't belong." They all belong. You just only can pick five. I've got two more takes for us to get to. Kyle has a take, and then we can get to two truths and a lie. How about that? All right. Yeah. Can take you? Can from, I give you mine? Can sure. I give you mine? Yeah, sure. This take from Kyle Krabs. Uh, this was going to be on two truths and a lie, but I was concerned about the integrity of the game. Because it's an opinion, and I would be told it's not fair to have an opinion be a part of two truths and a lie. I, I don't think that was ever the criticism, but that's fine. No, it's it tr- I've been attacked in many ways for two truths and a lie. So we were we're gonna keep it more templatized this year. New year, new me. Major Tutty, I can't believe we went the entire <laughs> week without talking about Major Tutty, <laughs> the, the mascot for the Commanders. <laughs> yeah, the is that new the, is that Commanders. The, <laughs> the new Commanders mascot. I was. Kept waiting for him to be brought up this week, and he never came up, but I was amazed. Well, you know it was, it was going to either be you or me. Joe wasn't going to bring it up. I was aware of it, though. You got to give me credit for that. Yes. Major Tutty is a major W for the Washington Commanders. I am a huge fan of Major Tutty. <laughs> yeah, I like him. I'm in on Major Tutty. I think they're facing a lawsuit for this now, right? Are, are they? <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, you see this? I didn't see no. this. So maybe it's no, an that, L after who's, all, but who's the old running back that they had? You know, you, I can't believe you didn't see this, man. They're, they're <laughs> like, no, the, this is a different franchise under a different name. The hogs. Oh, Riggins. Us. Yeah. Riggins, man. Oh, He's Riggins the came after him. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> the hogs. Are <laughs> threatening legal action against Daniel Snyder ahead of this weekend's big mascot reveal. The original Hogs, the most notorious offensive line in NFL history, had their heyday in the 80s and 90s. They say the commanders are now trying to profit off of their legacy, so they're taking them to court. They can't call themselves the Hogs anymore. Then my clients can say they want to call themselves the commanders. There is, Yeah, this is, this is a real thing, man. What? I'm dead serious, man. Look it up. So th- that would be the equivalent of... Obviously, the Hogs in in the with the Commanders was a very distinct subsection of the fan base, right? Mm-hmm. That would be like I, I don't know who's like the super fans for you guys, like Fireman Ed, right? Sure. That Fireman would be Ed. like if they put a Fireman Ed sign up in the stadium, like Fireman Ed would say, "Nope, <laughs> I'm." I'm I'm, okay. I'm a part of I'm a part of the team legacy, but you can't. But I'm not a part of your legacy, I guess. I'm just trying to wrap my head around how they played for the team, but oh. because they changed their name, they're not allowed to embrace the heritage of the history of the team. Listen, I I googled John Riggins lawsuit. <laughs> my guy's been active uh, in, <laughs> in, in 19, <laughs> 1992. He sued to protect his name. 2013, he sued NFL Films 
And then he also sued the outdoor channel <laughs> as well. So this is like the fourth in the front page of, of, of Google. When you type in John Reagan's lawsuit, you will find four different lawsuits that John Reagan's is associated with. So this is a guest bar for the course. One. I, I just, um, I just Googled John Reagan's with an expletive. And it seems like there's a lot of people that do, that do not like John Riggins. The top hit is WTF is John Riggins' problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a take here that we just got. We okay. just got sent in. It's not really a take. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this. So Pete Sweeney is the person that, that put this in front of me. He, the Chiefs analyst, works in Kansas City, verified on Twitter, works for the local news station. I feel very comfortable here with re- reporting or reading what he tweeted. So we're recording the show on January 5th. Okay. So it's the day before that you're going to hear this on the 6th. We're recording it on the 5th. So apparently Adam Schefter just went on ESPN and said that he expects a decision on Bill's Bengals before the Saturday games kick off and that he does not expect Bill's Bengals to resume, meaning that win percentage is going to determine the seating. Schefter also said, this is from Pete Sweeney, that NFL is considering options such as allowing the number one seed to pick home field advantage or a bye week. Another option, an AFC title game between two teams with a differing number of games is a neutral site. No decision made yet. So you would pick the bye or to play and play at home and skip the bye? Because I don't understand. You... You're going to get home. If you're the one seed, you're going to get home field regardless, unless they're going to enact this. If you're the one seed because you played less games, <laughs> we're going to play it. And it, they're going to find a way to mess this up. They're going to find a way to just not do the easy thing. Wild. But they are who we thought they were. And we- this I'm last back. take from this last take from J Rod NFL draft. Take. What's up, J Rod? While Anthony Richardson is still a raw prospect, he has already shown to be further along than Will Levis and can start sooner than expected thanks to his rare athletic profile, pocket management skills, and high-level arm talent. This is going to be the weekly conversation here, right? I got to study them both in depth before I answer that. I will fall in line with Joe and say I'm not in a place to uh, intelligently speak about this topic yet because we haven't done the deep dive on both players. So I don't, I don't know if this take is true or not. Two truths and a lie. Hold on. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy take of the week is Teddy. Chris Schubert, Baker Mayfield to the Cardinals. I feel, I'm in on that. I agree. That feels, I agree. It feels very nepotism of us to give it, the take it's my, to Teddy. It, you didn't, nobody asked for it. I put okay. it on the table. Kyle okay. agreed. It is what it is. Okay. Done. So I'm the Teddy take holder of the week. Yeah. Unexpected uh, first <laughs> Was not uh, expecting that take, today. Yeah, but here we are. Uh, two Kyle truths, champ. Two truths and a lie for 2023. The records are all the same, folks. Zero and two truths and a lie. Well, records are all the same. They're all zero and zero. Nobody I identify as two and zero. Oh. <laughs> I am okay. gonna put. Right. I'm gonna so put a banner up. 2022 all- season <laughs> season champ next to your Jackrabbits apparel. Correct. Yes, we're gonna have a Jackrabbit's uh, wall in the new office. This is now this is now there. a monthly competition, not a yearly competition. We are gonna play this Smart. by month, so there's gonna be four Smart. weeks, four times. We're gonna do this in a month, more than likely. At the end of that month, whoever is the winner wins that month, and then whoever wins the most months at the end of the year, I don't know, gets a prize. We'll hey, what happens if we tie? The, uh, it'll be like um, it'll be like a skins game in golf. It'll roll over. Then the winner of the next month will get two wins. How about that? Okay, high cool. stakes. Yep, I like that. Uh, who goes first? Kyle's the reigning champ. He picks. I want to go. I want, I want the ball and I'm going to score. Okay. All right, Matt, <laughs> All right, Matt Okay, man, Hasselbeck. That right, didn't work out ahead. for him, right? I want the ball and I'm going to score. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, we got him, baby. We got him right where we want him. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. This is according to the database over at Stat Muse. The Kansas City Chiefs have scored more touchdowns in the last five seasons regular season only than any other team with 292. The following three teams are also in the top five. Two are factual and one is a lie. 
Oh, so wait, we haven't actually got the t- anything yet. No, it's 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 a Kyle J. Krebs soliloquy. Before soliloquy. You- it's the okay. se- it's the explanation. Would you like okay, to hear sorry. it again now that no, you no, know what I- it is? Yes, because I thought that was the first take. The Chiefs have the most touchdowns. Right. The so Kansas City touchdowns. Chiefs. Like, okay, that sounds true. I'm good on that. The Kansas City Chiefs have scored more touchdowns in the last five years of the regular season. It's 81 games yeah. than any other team with 292. The following three teams are also in the top five. Two are true. One is a lie. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Dallas Cowboys. So two of these are in the top five, and one of one them is, is not. not. And we are Correct. trying to identify the one if not. First of all, Kyle, I I we just want to start by saying I think you played the game very fairly this week. I think it's a very the integrity of the yes, game. Integrity of the game is intact. And this is a fun topic. This is a fun. This is topic. a fun topic. I think you played it very well. Totally reasonable. Okay, so the Chiefs are one, and then two so of this- these teams will make out the top five. One of them is not in there. So me, so Joe, just draft dudes do math here. There's only four spots after the Chiefs. So 50% yeah. of that group is right Rep- here in front of us. Represented right here. Right here. Okay, Seattle feels like the, oh, what are they doing here team, right? The last five seasons. but Does that include this year, Kyle? Yes. So Geno Smith, baby, season. having a good season. They're, they're scoring points. And Russ wasn't terrible until he got to Denver. The Bucs scored touchdowns with Jameis Winston, right? They scored touchdowns with Tom. They scored touchdowns with Jameis. They did. Dallas? Dallas feels like that could be the weird one because Dak's been hurt a little bit. I mean, didn't he miss like an entire season? Well, he missed, what, five or six games this year? Missed a lot. So what we have to decipher through is whether or not we are overcompensating for Geno Smith's year this year with Seattle. And, I mean, they had Russ. They were productive, right? Like, I don't feel like they were a bad offense, but were they one of the top five in scoring touchdowns? That That's what we got to figure out. I, I, I very much agree with your Tampa take. Of they were, They're been in, good right? With, they've been good with Tom, but they also were good with Jameis. They just lost every game because Jameis would throw a back-breaking pick, and right. they would play like high-scoring games. So it's Seattle so, or Dallas. So Seattle or Dallas. Now, I think a very fun way to do this, Joe, is we could try to figure out what other teams we think are not being considered here and then evaluate those teams in comparison to Seattle or probably, Dallas. That would probably be our best way to get there. probably be a good idea. I would That's really. probably, a, probably a great way to get there. So who's okay, so who, who are the best quarterbacks? Aaron Rodgers has been one of the best quarterbacks. Green Bay scores, I mean, with LaFleur these last three seasons, he was an MVP back-to-back right. seasons. so I feel like Green Bay's in there. Did Green that helps probably- us? Oh, you, oh, okay, you're saying that still doesn't help us pick between Seattle and Dallas, right? We have a binary choice here. If we identify other teams that get in there, that's going to help us push one of those teams out. I I, I think so. If we you do, okay. I, I mean, okay, fine. You know what? You don't. You feel. You, I saw the look in your eye. You, you feel some type of way about doing. I just this don't stuff. know that's going to help me. Okay, if, that's if, fine. if it'll help you, I'll be happy to do these. No, that's okay. That's okay. My my gut is Dallas. Okay, so now we what I have to what we think we should do right now, Chris, is get into the psycho- psychology of the choices that Kyle okay. has given us. Okay. And, and so part of me thinks well, – this is why I'm going to go with Dallas, I think. Kyle's going to find a reason to put – he picked Seattle for a reason. Wait, did he pick Seattle for a reason? Did he pick Seattle for a reason? Russ in the dumps right now. Right. He would, would he I, I think psychologically he'd be like, oh, they're going to pick Seattle because Russ hasn't been very good. And then G, like uh, let Russ cook. Because Kyle made a choice here. I'm sure he picked somebody six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. He picked one of those teams, and he he he's trying to provoke us to pick the wrong team. Hold on, Joe. Let we were trying to let Russ cook. Were we trying to let him cook because we weren't scoring touchdowns? So this is this is exactly what he wanted us to do. Has Dallas been this offensive juggernaut over the last five years? It's just scoring touchdowns at will. Top five in the league at scoring touchdowns at will. Over the last five years, when we know Dak has had some injuries, and he got wasn't he gone for like a whole season? I, I can't independently check he like that. that. No, he when he tried to fix his ankle on, on the field. Don't you remember this? I do, I do. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, that that season was 2020. Um, 
and he played, I think, the first month, right? Because he was passing for yeah. like 500 yards a game yeah, in the first it was pass, five it was games. Like every record imaginable. Yeah, it was silly. Yeah. Why would Kyle come in and then give us that information? Yeah, it's that. true. I I just, I'm just providing you with insight on, on the no, thing that Kyle, you're talking about. It, this, that's, not, that, that's Kyle just trying to be above board. I, I think Kyle's trying to not get destroyed by Twitter that he is not playing the game fairly. I think that's what that well, was. Who that was an olive branch. I feel like Seattle and Dallas, I'm surprised that one of them's in the top right, five. Right, that's the thing. I would like it's to It's a submit- pretty big sample size. So, like, if you have a big season of scoring touchdowns, it's going to help you. Are we... Oh, God. Okay, it's Seattle or Dallas, right? We just got to pick one. Dallas, lock it in. Oh, but uh, I locked it already, but I don't like it. For the integrity of the game. No, it's okay. It's we okay. haven't pushed play yet. No, it's okay. Joe, they just Seattle changed offensive coordinators about 40,000 times. They're, right. they're probably the answer. Well, I, I'm willing to allow you to switch after the locked in because I, I think I am going to go with Dallas. I think I'm, I'm thinking too hard about this. And Dallas, I mean, Kellen Moore's been up for head coaching jobs. I'm sure that's because they're scoring touchdowns, right? I think it's more likely that it's Seattle, who's had offensive line problems. I think it's Seattle. All right, I'm gonna if if we'll allow it, I would like to change my answer as well. I'm fine with Seattle. Okay, so please confirm for me one last time. Seattle, lock it in. Seattle, Seattle, lock it in. Joseph, yeah. Final answer. Finally, please say verbally you're locking in. What is your answer? I am locking in Seattle as my choice as the lie. Okay. Let's go down a path together, folks. The Kansas City Chiefs, 81 games, 292 touchdowns. The next highest scoring team in 81 games. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers with 255. So they have 37 less touchdowns than the number one team. Just for so perspective a, on how many touchdowns you've job of identifying your process yeah. has been good. The number three team in the NFL across 81 games, 250 touchdowns, the New Orleans Saints. And I'll read to you the number five team in 81 games, 246 touchdowns, the Green Bay Packers. The two teams that were in question, the Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys, have scored, respectively, 248 and 245 touchdowns. The Seahawks have scored 248, Ah! putting them in fourth place. And the Dallas Cowboys are in sixth with 245. Man, I can't believe it was that close. That's the top five, huh? That's the top six. The Cowboys were six. Do you have the whole list in front of you? I do. What would you like to know? Well, you got to give us all of our teams. Bills, Jets. Uh, so the Bills are in a unique position because ah. they've only played 80 games. They've played one less game, mm-hmm. obviously, with the, the game that was uh, discontinued on, on Monday Night Football. They have 229. That is good for 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14th on the list. Now, had the Bills scored four touchdowns in that game, they would have jumped up to 10th. Wow. It's that it's close. very close. You know, what's, you know what's interesting about that? And, and I, I just to add a nugget here. So Josh Allen just broke the record for the most touchdowns scored in a player's first, first five seasons in yep. NFL history. But that's not good enough to, you know what I mean? Like they didn't have enough other touchdowns, right? Right. You, right. Which makes sense because like who was getting the rushing touchdowns if it wasn't Josh Allen? The Miami Dolphins are 20th on this list with 199 touchdowns scored in the last five years. Not bad considering we had Adam Gase and Brian Flores for a stretch there. <laughs> right, that's a good point. The New York Jets. Chris, any guesses? It's bottom third of the league. Uh, they are 32nd out of yeah. 32 oh. with 156 touchdowns scored yeah. in the last five seasons. Okay, rest of the bottom five real quick. Sorry, this is fascinating. Uh, the New York Giants, 172. The Washington Commanders, 164. The Denver Broncos, 164. Jacksonville Jaguars, 162. New York Jets, 156. Wow. I didn't realize how tight this was. Like, this could fluctuate on a weekly basis. That was yeah, a fun you, one, you, you go from 199 to... 235, and it takes you from 20th to like eighth place across five seasons. So 
It's like five or six touchdowns a year is the difference between being in the top eight or the bottom 10. All right, who goes who would next? like to go next? I mean, I'll, I'll go if that's okay. good. Okay. Um, we just got 15 players that are Hall of Fame finalists, and so I uh, couldn't help but notice that two of those players were represented by your favorite teams, one uh, Darrell Revis, one Zach Thomas. And so my, my information today is revol- uh, involving um, those players. Number one. Miami Dolphins legend Zach Thomas has more career interceptions than forced fumbles. Number two, likely a first ballot Hall of Famer, Darrell Revis, played 11 NFL seasons, eight with the Jets, and then one with the Patriots, Bucks, and Chiefs. Only one of Revis' four career forced fumbles came with the Jets. And then lastly, Darrell Revis and Zach Thomas have combined to only score one safety in the NFL. Mm. This is well done. This is going to test both of our our fandoms here. Oh, you like me to repeat anything, I'd be happy to do it. Yeah. It's Thomas more interceptions than forced fumbles. Revis only forced one fumble with the Jets. And they have combined one safety, correct? That's right. Okay. That's the that's the TLDR. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Joe. Well done. I Zach Thomas, I believe, has he has close to twenty interceptions, which I think is a surprising number. But I know these numbers very well because every year Dolphins put up the chart and it's Erlacher's numbers and Thomas's numbers next to each other. And Seen it's them. green for whichever one is higher and red for whichever one is lower. And Thomas has like two thirds of the board is green for him, but he didn't win AP defensive player of the year and play for the bears. So uh, we don't get in on the first try. Um, Did you know that Darrell Revis had a season where he broke up 31 passes and intercepted yeah. six? He's what good. on earth? He's good. Yeah. He's a good player. How was he good. not the depoy that year? He's don't look player. anything up. We, I, I'd be interested in knowing who got it over that. But it's probably Brian Erlacher. Probably was. <laughs> <laughs> can you, Joe? Up. Can you look yeah. it up while we're yeah, doing I that? Rise. So I'm sitting here like, oh, maybe I should look it up. Um, Kyle, I got. I'm just going to be completely transparent. I got nothing. You have nothing. You have got, no. Something has to feel right to you, right? No inklings at all. I can't vividly remember. Chris, oh, I'm going to help out. The depoy that year was Charles Woodson with nine picks, three pick sixes. Also had two sacks. I guess you get it. How man. many passes defensed? I'm sure it wasn't 31. We'll find out. Uh, I'm going to help us out here, Chris. I'm going to make this a 50-50 coin toss. I'm going to say statement number one is correct. You had 18, I, by the way. I was going to kind of need you to rule that one out because I can't help there. Yeah. Um, can you can you vividly picture a safety? For Zach Thomas? Yeah. No. Because I can't vividly picture one for Darrell Revis. And I was kind I mean, this is this is youth for me. This is like I'm very young when this is going on. So this okay. is gonna be a little challenging. Um that's kind of the one I'm leaning to. I was leaning towards that because, one when he read all three, to be fair. Because it could it could mean they got more than one, or it could mean they ended up both getting zero, right? But, like, I don't remember any hallmark plays that's a safety for Zach Thomas. Uh, number three is the lie locking in. Chris, ride or die, brother. I'm a locking in as well. Number three is the lie. All right, Miami Dolphins legend Zach Thomas has... 17 interceptions and 16 forced fumbles. So he has more interceptions and forced fumbles. Great job, Kyle. Great job. Darrell Revis, 11 seasons, eight with the Jets. Don't forget about him being a Kansas City Chiefs legend there at the end of his career. He did force four fumbles in his career, and only one of them came with the Jets. Yes. They came, three of them came in consecutive seasons. Let's Two go, with Kyle. the Bucks, one with the Patriots. And Darrell Revis and Zach Thomas have combined to score Zero safeties in the there NFL. You, go. you guys, are why correct. we couldn't vividly remember them? Jason Taylor they didn't happen. Jason Taylor, your uh, franchise leader in safeties for the Miami Dolphins, with two. 
I, I believe what? it is my turn now to go. And all I keep hearing, uh, my friend Joe Marino has said this to me. Uh, other people in the Twitter sphere has, have said this to me in referencing my New York uh, Jets. They said, all you've got to do is get a quarterback. Well, in order to do that, let's look at the history of the New York Jets quarterback. So these are three oh, statements boy. about the history of the New York Jets at the quarterback position. God help us. Statement number one. The okay. New York Jets I'm have right. had only one quarterback that has thrown for 4,000 or more yards in a season. Statement number oh, two. I'm, I'm not writing this. It's, it's 4,000, <laughs> correct? In a, 4, season. in a season. The New York Jets have only one quarterback that has thrown for 30 or more touchdowns in a season. Statement number three. The New York Jets have only one quarterback that has averaged more than 300 yards per game in a season. 300 yards per game in a season? That's ever happened? Well, I remember some of those 80s teams are, are 14 games. No, they changed in what, 78? To average 300 yards in a season, like that's pretty rare. I will tell you that it happened like twice like last year, just so you're, just so you're clear. Right, last year. The we're Jets. talking about the history of the New York Jets. We know they hadn't had a quarterback in a long time. We're talking, Who's the guys? Ken O'Brien? I, I was Chad just trying Pennington. to be fair to you when you said, has that ever happened? I'm just letting you know that it, I know. it it's happened Sanchez, regularly. Joe Namath? How many right, years so, was Boomer in there? Like three? Let's go through. I think you're on the right track, Joe. We got Namath, O'Brien, Testaverde. Yeah. Sanchez, Pennington, Pennington Fitz. Don't forget about Brett Favre. Yeah, one seat. Richard Todd. Richard Todd's the Richard name Todd's right? another good one. Great job, Joe. Okay, that's got to be like their guys, right? That's it. You said Boomer played there? Boomer did yeah, play for there. a couple seasons. Yep. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. Mike White probably last year, didn't he have like 500 yards in consecutive games and then he played the Bills and like he probably averaged 300 yards a game last year. Right? Are we including partial seasons, though? Yeah, that's that's a little ambiguous to me. Because I would think he probably did last year in three starts or came close to it. I don't four, whatever. I don't remember the games he started. Joe, here's the thing. You immediately jumped at statement number three. Mm-hmm. And it could be one of two reasons why. Either that is the lie or there is some ambiguity in the qualifier that would have allowed us to get there, right? I think the simplest explanation is the right explanation. That is that that is a lie. Across, if you told me the entire history of the Jets, we got to get 30 touchdowns. The question is if it's happened more than once. Okay, I don't don't think it's a question if nobody's passed that threshold once. I think it's if it's happened more than once. Could you, I don't, I am so caught up in this number three that I have completely. I have four, ten, and thirty written down in one and two. I have no idea what that means in my notes. Can you? It's four thousand. It's one four thousand yard passer. Okay. One incident. Once. One incidence of thirty touchdowns in a season. And Chris, the last one is one time of over three hundred yards average per game. Yes. Those man, they all feel unlikely to me, dude. The three statements. (laughs) Okay, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think number three's ever happened. I don't. That's what. That's what I'm. I'm saying because, dude, Fitz lit it up that one year. Right. He probably had. And that I thought that who was that offensive corner? He fell off the face of the earth. That guy that year. I thought he was pretty good. Shane Gailey? No, it wasn't him. It was somebody else? <laughs> Chris, who was the? Who was the I'm OC for for Fitz's like, get, best season was, in New York? It was Chan Gailey. Let's go, clear. Chan. No, but Eat your heart out, Dolphins fans. See here, throw mud at this guy for no reason. Fitzpatrick's best season was with Chan Gailey as the offensive coordinator. It was 2015 when they went 10 and 6. Okay, so they've only had one 4,000 yard pass or one 30 touchdown guy or one. That, number threes. I, I think number threes. Let, I'm a ride or die. I'm a ride or die with both my guys today on the show. Statement number one. 
The New York Jets have only one quarterback that has thrown for 4,000 yards in a season. The Jets' best single-season passing yard season happened all the way back in 1967. Oh, no. Joe so Namath, Namath. Namath was the yeah. quarterback. He had 4,007 yards. <clears throat> Second on the list in oh, God, 2015, Ryan Fitzpatrick, with Chan Gailey as his offensive coordinator, had... 3,905, meaning the Jets in their franchise history only have one quarterback with 4,000 passing yards. That statement was true. Statement number two, the New York Jets have only one quarterback that has thrown for 30 or more touchdowns in a season. The statistical leader in passing touchdowns in a season by the New York Jets, 2015, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for 31 touchdowns. Number two on the list, in 1998, Vinny Testaverde oh, no. threw for 29 touchdowns. Oh, meaning let's go. The New York Jets only have one quarterback in their history that has thrown for 30 or more touchdowns. Meaning that the lie, the New York Jets have only one quarterback that has averaged more than 300 yards per game in a season. What is the all-time high in that? Do you have that? The it's Mike White. It's it is be Michael White. J. White in right. 2022. His four-game sample size gives him 298. Now, if you're going to be fair... <laughs> If you're going to be fair and count actual seasons where multiple games are going to be played, uh, 1967, Joe Namath played in 14 games that year, 286.2. Mm. And the year that Joe is talking about with Mike White would be ninth all-time on the Jets list. In the three games he started, the four games he played, he averaged 238.3 yards per game. So Kyle it's kicked okay. it off with the perfect week, right? He but it's okay, everybody. And got them both. Yeah, Kyle, perfect week. Uh, don't correct. worry, everybody. The Jets will just get a quarterback and everything will be okay. Hey, I th- this is good. This was a great start to two truths and a lie. Creative, integrity timely. Of the game. Yeah, integrity of the game is high. That's all. That's okay. all I'm hoping for. And actually, I was, when when Chris locked in Dallas, I was like, okay, here we go. And it, I, I actually, got, I wish I you guys would have done it because then we all would have would uh, we all would have sniffed everything out. That would have been yeah, a fun way to start the year. Yeah, you're two and zero. Oh, Joe and I are one and one. In All the right, hunt. Only one, only one came back. Hashtag came back. in the hunt. Three weeks to play. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it for this week here on Draft Dudes. Kyle Krabs, Joe and Chris Schubert. We thank you guys for checking out the show. Thanks to our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. Enjoy the final week of the 2022-2023 NFL regular season. We will be back to catch up with you all again on Monday. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.